Mills to Ablett. Oh, just a late goal, you're guilty. Justin Madden's got the set, one hand. Oh, oh, oh. oh the post is broken, Matthews hit it. Oh, talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt. The Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. And we certainly are celebrating the football life, not the life, because he's not going anywhere. And the people at Tobin Brothers are just going to have to uh, put the the wood into stories because this bloke's got a lot of living to do. So, who am I? I am a star. I am a premiership player with two clubs, once with North Melbourne, twice with the Mighty Cats. I played 221 AFL games for North Melbourne. Uh, No, he didn't. What's this there? 221 games. North Melbourne 11 and Geelong 210. He's a triple premiership player in 99, 207 and 209. All-Australian 2007. If you're trying to just work out who it is all over the nation, folks, he's also known as the Big Hairy Cat. Something that I will guarantee, I'll put my life on it, that I'll never be called. Welcome to This Is Your Life, a star... Cameron Mooney. Hello, Rex. How are you, mate? Beautiful intro. That You make me feel like I was actually a star. Oh, you are a star, mate. You know what? Because you are part of 500 people out of the entire playing list in the history of the AFL who have played 200 or more games, and you are a triple premiership player, which is quite an exclusive club. I only yearn to be there, but I'm just underneath <laughs> you, but it's not about me. Uh, the big hairy cat was a star from my position, high above the stands in all of the grounds. But let's just get one thing straight. It was Robert Walls who <laughs> called you that because you threatened to punch a living suitcase out of me because you didn't like it, did you? No, it was funny. When it first came out, it was, uh, geez, what is this? But as you got, as I got a little bit older and played a lot more games, not you find out that not too many people actually have a nickname that really sticks and... I actually really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, and it's funny that I still get called it today by some people. Oh, wow. Even did, though uh, the hair's uh, gone and the beard's not as long, yeah. but people still did, call me it. Did you follow footy as a kid? I did. Look, I was from New South Wales. I've been Wagga in New South Wales, so I, I had the luxury of being right in the middle of basically Victoria and Sydney. So it was very much an AFL and rugby league and cricket and rugby union uh, sporting town. So I grew up loving everything, and... I grew up a massive Carlton fan. My dad was a huge Carlton fan. My two older brothers were Carlton boys. Uh, but I also grew up a huge Manly Sea Eagles fan yeah. as well. So um, the, the uh, Cameron Mooney, the big hairy cat, is our guest right around the nation for Tobin Brothers. And we're celebrating a fantastic career with the AFL by this lovely man. Um, so following Carlton, you would recognise, although he was playing before you were born, the Flying Doormat. Yes. And uh, also the Dominator. Yes. And what about this one? You're talking about names that stick. The Cranium. Uh, Mill Hannah. Mill yes. Hannah. Well, Mil, Mil, Mill's mother rang me and said, <laughs> I absolutely detest you. I hate you. Why are you calling? And Mill rang up about six years later. He said, can you keep calling me the Cranium? I'm going to open up a restaurant. And now I think he's retired in the Bahamas. So, so you might actually be leaving, uh, uh, leaving Lara and heading for the Bahamas, cat. Well, it was funny. Uh, someone actually said to me one day that I should bring out a hairy cat in the, in the Geelong, um, Geelong uh, shop. 
and actually sell it and try and make a little bit of money on it. I thought, that's not a bad idea, but then they retired me, mate, and it was, it was too late. Now, I'm just going to move over my screen because I'd have to uh, just log in because my producer, Mitch Cleary, uh, won't be able to tell me when I go for the first break. From Wagga Wagga, um, it is genuinely and rightfully so uh, called the headquarters of producing Australian sporting mm. stars. Look, it's incredible, Rex. You've got, uh, look, an AFL standards, you've got, the greatest just about in Wayne Carey. Uh, Paul Kelly, who we know is a Brownlow medalist, skipper from Sydney. You've got a lot of, lot of rugby league boys, the Mortimer boys. You've got a lot of cricket guys, uh, Jeff Lawson and uh, Michael Slater. We know Mark Taylor was from Leeton, but played most of his junior cricket through Wagga as well. So it, it really is a great stomping ground for young kids to, to start playing sport and really go on to bigger and better things. Yeah. Um- Cameron Mooney joins us today. If you're just tuning in, look, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you just got back from the moon, my name is Rex Hunt. Let's talk about Kerry. Let's talk about Ablett. Um, I was fortunate enough in my time to play with and against a man called Ian Stewart, mm-hmm. who won three Brownlows, who came from nothing like a lot of the stars and just became an absolute hero. Um, your thoughts on Wayne Carey? and the influence that he had on you becoming... Now, I know you played deep in the later later part of your career, but as a mobile, big-marking, goal-kicking centre-half forward, I saw a bit of the duck in you. Am I mistaken? Look, I was lucky enough. I spent three years at North Melbourne. I got drafted there as a 17-year-old, Rex, and I spent three years with the great man, and it's incredible how you just sit back and you watch him. I was sitting in the stands for most of those three years because I wasn't playing senior footy, and just get to watch him week in and week out, and... His presence around the footy club, uh, his aura on a football field, and you know you called him brilliantly for so long. It was just the greatest teaching tools for a young guy, young mm. centre-half forward mm. uh, going around. And and look, I think it took me a long time, though, to actually feel comfortable down at centre-half forward. Um, you know, by the time 2003 came around, yeah. or 2004, I actually moved down back and through the middle of the ground because I just couldn't quite get my head around playing mm. centre-half forward. And, wasn't until I matured to a little couple of years later. Uh, uh, I hope that line's all right. Uh, but th- there's a few people who I've interviewed over the last two or three years who use the expression, it took me a while to feel that mm. I belonged. I- I- is that you? It took me a, a long time. It took me six years. I tell people it t- took me six years, Rex, for me to feel comfortable on an AFL ground. Now, Gee, most yes. people do not. No, you know what? Hardly any footballer nowadays gets six years to actually find their feet. So I say to everyone, I'm the luckiest person in the world that I got to play 221 games mm. and got to play in premierships with uh, Geelong in the end because most other clubs would have given me the flick. Um, you know, it was, it was just tough because I was just a, an immature, inexperienced and naive young kid when I first got to Melbourne from Wagga. And I was probably too busy Enjoying the nightlife, Rex. You yeah. know, as a young boy from the bush who came wow. down and the city lights, the city girls, the uh, the city nightclubs, and thought, "Geez, how good is this?" And yeah. I probably spent more time in there than I did in a gymnasium. Well, let me tell you, you're just normal. <laughs> All right, you get into trouble, but you're normal. Uh, tell us about. Would it be fair to say your brother was one of the greatest driving influences you as a kid? Oh, uh, look, both my brothers were were huge because I, I was the youngest of three and. I was the puppy dog of the family. I used to follow my th- my two older brothers around all the time, and you know it wasn't until 1999 when when Jace got traded down to Geelong from Sydney after he spent 10 years there that I finally actually got to know who my brother was because he left when I was 11 years of age, 
he left at 16 to go to Sydney and I never really got to know him. And it wasn't until 2000 when I moved down there that I actually finally got to know who my big brother was. And mm. most couple of years that I spent with him were, were, were two of the best years of my life. And we became, and we still are obviously just best mates. Um, so it's, it's, it's tough when you're growing up sometimes, you know, you look up to your older brothers so much, but my older brother and, and, and my middle brother as well, they kind of left home at an early age. So I was very much on my own most of the time. One of the great things that the people I speak to, and I've had nearly 50 years in this game playing or broadcasting, and I just love every moment of it. And those of you who don't like me, you're going to have to wait a little bit before <laughs> I go to the Tobin Brothers. Um, what next do I have to talk to you about? I have to talk to you about you having something in common with a lot of stars. I can remember Dippier Domenico, uh, Michael Tuck, several others, Barry Breen of St Kilda, who spent... And a long time in the under-19s and reserves before you crack the big time. Mm. What a great character builder because you work so hard and then you get your choice. And for those young folk out there and those parents with young folk, the door of opportunity opens up uh, Cameron and can quickly blow back in your face. Look, it really can, Rex. And look, I, sp- I would have played over those first probably six years, anywhere between 30 and 40 games through the reserves. Um, obviously... Spent a lot of time there in North Melbourne, uh, in and out in 1999, but I played the whole season in 1998 in the reserves. Uh, came to Geelong in 2000 and spent time in the twos and one. I was in and out. 2002, 2003 was the same same deal. I was in and out of the ones, you know, like a yo-yo. I just couldn't quite get my performances up to a, to a standard or an elite level because of my inconsistencies off the field. Um, yeah. why, why do you run yourself down when it's mentioned that you're a three-time premiership player and one of those with North Melbourne. Why do you feel almost embarrassed by it when some of the game's greats... You know, I think of Bob Skilton who said, you can have your Brownlow medals, mm. I just want one of those medals, Rex, so that I can go to the MCG Grand Final Week every year and celebrate with my teammates. Why do you run yourself down so much? Well, it's funny when you say it, Rex, because it's probably only till now that I have really appreciate the 1999 grand final and what, and what that was and what it meant. But I was a 19-year-old kid, again, who – and I can honestly say this. I didn't deserve to be in the best side in the competition because of my professionalism, my attitude, and my uh, probably immaturity. Oh, yeah. um, but And on the day, obviously, I didn't get a touch. So you want to play on the day and you wanted to give something to the team. Oh, yeah, but hang on a minute. I, no, I – I won't big note, but uh, Bondi and I were the same in 69. We never got a touch. But we went to the MCG at a Tommy Hayfish funeral and 57 people, were 1,057, well, 56 people, 57,000 <laughs> people gave us a standing ovation. You know why? Because we're Richmond Premiership yeah. players. You're a North Melbourne Premiership player. I want to move on before we take our first Blake. This is Cameron Mooney, the big hairy cat, who's celebrating his footy life for Tobin Brothers who do celebrate lives. How important is you to convey to the most important people in your life, your children, and to other people who look up to you, the absolute essential thing in life is belief and self-discipline and confidence. It's the greatest gift if mm. you can acquire it, and you obviously did at some stage. Well, I, well, I did eventually, but you know, I, I, I am with my little, my little fellow right now, Jagger, who's just about turning eight, and sometimes I have to pull myself up because I'm probably a little bit harsh on him because I see him, I see me in him yeah. and how laid back and probably lazy I was a, a, mm. as a kid. And I don't want him to be like that because 
I have regrets in AFL footy, and my regrets are that it took me so long to mature, Rex. Mm. You know. I, you know, I should have played over 250 games because I should have been playing senior football earlier at a better standard. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't play centre half forward until I was 26, 27. I should have been playing at 22, 23. Yeah. You know, I'd love to have kicked 500 goals, but I couldn't because I was so immature the way I started. So, yeah. you know, get that confidence up and, and and all those types of things that you were talking about. They are so important, and that's that are some of the driving things that I am doing with my son. But like I said, sometimes you got to stand back and go, "Hang on, he's just yeah. an eight-year-old boy. You've exactly. just got to hand, head up a little bit." Okay, we'll be back after the break, Real A's, and this is your football life, Cameron Mooney. He is a star, make no doubt about that. Whatever Twitter is, you can check me out at Rex Hunt Football Life and don't add in .com.nfg. It's all for the Tobin brothers, and out of the break, we talk about Lee Colbert, Corey Enright, Cameron Ling, Stevie J, and Mark Thompson, and a marvellous transformation of the big hairy cat to the stage that's known as the media. I'm Rex Hunt. He's Cameron Moody. This is your football life. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. And we're talking to the big cat, the big hairy cat, who rightly takes his place in the game's greats as a premiership player, as a 200-game player. But folks, parents... Grandparents and kids listening out there throughout the nation and through the world of the World Wide Web, this man had self-doubt. He always walked in the shadow of his two brothers, and he's become the most famous Mooney of all. Uh, Lee Colbert, you swap with him. Mm. Look, it's incredible, Rexy, because, look, as I said, we were going back to, to the 99 Grand Final. It was four days after the 99 Grand Final, and I just turned 20 years of age. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm sitting in my manager's office, Ron Joseph. Uh, Bomber Thompson had just got the job as head coach down at Geelong. He was the reserves coach that year at North Melbourne, and he and I just struck up a, a great friendship. Yeah. Uh, so he got the job down there. Lee Colbert wanted to leave, uh, leave Geelong and wanted to come to North Melbourne. North Melbourne were desperate for him. And the thing was, well, Bomber said, well, okay, you can have him, but you're not, I'm just not going to give him to you. I, I want something in return, and I want to yeah. take... I want to take Cam Mooney with me. And and like I said, four days later, I'm sitting in the office with Dennis Pagan and he's telling me, you know, we, we'd like you to stay, but, you know, you'd get a better opportunity down in Geelong and you'd get mm. more money. So it was very obvious that I was probably standing in the way of them getting Colby, who they desperately wanted. And like, again, he, he, gave, he let it up to me. It was my choice, but I knew when he walked out there, when he walked out of the office, Rex, mm. that uh, I was more than... Uh, I had to go, basically. And uh, Colby, a 200-member club, and he hasn't kicked on at all. The moment <laughs> he's up the front as uh, Captain Colbert on Air Lingus, flying somewhere above the Indian Ocean, so he's doing it tough. He's moved on from his little Cessna and Tiger Moth there, Cat. <laughs> well, he has, and I did go flying with him uh, the first few weeks that I, uh... we were traded together. We've, we've, we've become quite good friends. But, yeah. but it is incredible. You look at it now from a Geelong point of view. Yeah, they lost Lee Colbert, and they lost their captain, and everyone was mm. kicked up this big stink and but you know who they got they got you know i'm not talking about myself here but they got Corey enright and myself in a trade and both of us went on to play over you know and, 500 uh, games and in, in the same in the same era uh, the rockling uh jimmy bartell yes she's an ugly man yes uh james kelly 
Well, Corey, or jo- Joel Corey before that. Yeah, just Stevie J from Wangaratta on yeah. the red banks of the Ovens River. we got Gary and, Ablett. And uh, a little man uh, <laughs> with a fair uh, pedigree called uh, Gary Jr. Um, let's talk about Bomber Thompson. As people call him Bomber Thompson, but it's Bomber. Yes. Bomber Thompson. Essendon Premiership captain and uh, th- uh, twice uh, Geelong coach. What did he do for... Uh, Frank Costa has told me this over a cup of tea, but I need to tell you, you to tell them publicly. He changed the culture of the club yes. almost single-handedly, and words to this effect: "If you don't want to be part of it, we'll trade you." Mm. Uh, quite accurate enough. Absolutely. Look, he is apart from my my family and probably my my dad. He's the biggest influence of of my football life. Wow. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, and, and a lot of premiership boys under him will tell you this we will also you put a gold statue at the front of skills stadium and of bomber thompson and it should yeah. be it should be there uh he turned our lives around he took a, a bunch of young boys his whole philosophy was rex you know he wanted to draft in the kids that he wanted that, to build the side that he wanted and build the club that he wanted yeah. and he had the backing of frank costa and brian cook who yeah. are the other uh, two great <clears throat> men in this story as well the your record will stand the test of time, and people just look it up because I'm not going to waste your valuable time listening to this star. I need to talk about the yips. I had them myself for mm-hmm. a while. I came back too soon after an ankle injury, and I worked very hard and finally understood that if you get six kicks and kick one five, you're no good. But if you get six kicks and kick uh, nearly half a dozen, it's fantastic yes. because goal, they say defenders win matches. Oh, I've never seen a defender kick a goal, you know, that's won a match unless he's come right down like Neil Crompton did, you know, in uh, yep. in, in 64. But um, tell us how you felt and tell us how lonely it is when every ounce of self-confidence belief is dragged from your body through the yips. It's amazing when you're standing on the MCG or whatever ground, but we'll say the MCG, and there's 50, 60, 70, 80,000 people there, and you're lining up for goal, Rex, and you know this, it is the loneliest place in the world. Yeah, I've been there. Because you've, you can, as soon as you mark the ball, and this happened on the back of the 08 before grand you go on, Before you go on, I wonder whether you have a common denominator with me in that Royce Hart era of Richmond, do you almost wish they don't kick it to you? Oh, you wouldn't believe how many times in my lowest point in 2009 I ran out of position mm. just so I wouldn't get the ball kicked Please to me don't inside kick 50. It to me. Please. Yeah, it got to that point in 2009 where I just I hit a really massive, massive low, mm. uh, and it all stemmed back from the 08 Grand Final where I, I missed that a couple of those easy shots, and and then it just and it. It just went through my mind every single day and, and eventually just wore me out. And so when I was starting to kick for goal and I was starting to shank a few, you know, it was just horrendous. And you'd take a mark and then you'd hear the crowd straight away start to murmur. Yeah. You know, and it's a big murmur when 80,000 people start to murmur, I my can tell word, you. But you came out of it. And you know what Stephen Waugh said to me once? It's not how you run around celebrating victory and carrying on like a galah. It's how you come back mm. after adversity. We're running out of time and I need to ask you about a couple of things. We've all been there. When was the moment you said, I'm just about cooked here. I reckon I'm, I'm out of gas. Well, it was funny. I think it was the start of the 2011 pre-season and I was getting through it up to Christmas. I thought, oh, I'm not great here. Came back in January and by the middle of Feb, I think I went up to Chris Scott, who was the new coach at the time, and just said, mate, I think I'm, I'm, think I'm done. Yeah. And he said, look, we might as well just try and keep going and see what happens. Got halfway through the season. We yeah. played the Gold Coast 
up there on the Gold Coast and I had all these little young whippersnappers running around me, running past me like I was standing still. And I remember at half time I said, Scotty, give me the vest, I'm done. Yeah. So I had a couple of weeks off and he just talked me into coming back through. I mean, the, the cats were on top of the ladder, so it was, oh. there was always that chance of playing in another grand final. But by the time we got to the finals that year, Rex, I knew I was completely cooked. They made a decision to go with Tommy Hawkins, and it was, and I say to this day, and I say to Scotty, it was the right decision you made. And, and, and they were held, it was right, because in the end, it was Tommy Hawkins who got him over the line. Where's the time gone, Cat? Um, I just want to say something to you, and my detractors will say, here we go again. You know what I love about you and a handful of other people in the medium who have played the game that we have? It's called respects and g'day. Mm. Some of those little upstarts with their head up their backside, I tell you what, be nice to the way on the way up because you'll meet them on the way down. Yes. You're a genuine star and I can call you a friend. Thank you for your time today. Rexy, you can call me a friend because you were the first one that gave me advice when I came into the media and I'll never forget it, mate, so thank you. Now at Geelong working off-field where he is a legend. His role with Fox Footy and SEN is blooming every day. He's a star. He's Cameron Mooney. And if you'd like to hear extended versions of this interview, check out facebook.com Tobin Brothers Funerals or follow us on Twitter at Rex Football Life. Folks, a few of you out there, my personal people, will know that I haven't been well. If I happen to not come out of my operation... You can find me under H in the Herald Sun because the great Jack Dyer once said to me, he can't understand every day in the Herald Sun how people die in alphabetical order. This has been This Is Your Football Life thanks to Tobin Brothers and that hairy cat should get me a discount. We're celebrating the life of the big hairy cat Cam Mooney and join us next week from 7.30 Sunday morning on 11.16 SEN.